Lifespring Media, bringing the message of hope, love, and good news since 2004. Thanks for your support. And now, on with the show. Hey, how you doing? This is Steve Webb. I hope this is not your first show. (laughs) The reason I say that is because the audio quality of this show is not up to typical LifeSpring standards. I was trying some brand new software to record yesterday's show. And actually, I didn't record the show. I think I got done a little bit after midnight. And uh, as I listened back to the show, the, the levels were wrong. I won't go into all the details as to why, but the levels were wrong. But I, I, it just is not in me to re-record the show like I did last night. You know, when I go through um, subjects, I like to talk as much as possible um, extemporaneously. I, I, I do take extensive notes, and I have a lot of things that I follow. But when I'm talking to you, uh, recording the show, I try to do it just from my heart as much as possible. And it would be difficult to duplicate what I did on this show one more time. And so I think when you listen to it, you'll see why that is. But I'm going to ask you to please put up with um, subpar audio. Uh, what I was doing is I was clipping. I, was, I, I had the, the volume levels much too high, and so it clipped the signal. Um, so please forgive me, but I really want this message to get to you just as it came from my heart. So um, please, if this is your first show, <laughs> don't let the audio quality of this show dissuade you from coming back. I promise that other shows in the future <laughs> will be properly balanced. So uh, thank you for joining me. And now on with the show. Hello, this is LifeSpring number 188. I'm Steve Webb. And the name of this episode is Persevere. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well... I wonder, do you know him? (laughs) David said, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the fundament soweth his handiwork. My king uh, is a a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supplies. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the cardinal necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He's, he, yes, he is. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. Well, Mr. Mike. 
king. He is a key. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Uh, I wish I could describe him to you, but he's in this. Indescribable. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king. Yeah. And thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. How long is that? And ever, and ever, and when you get through with all of the forevers, then amen. Good God Almighty, amen. Amen. <laughs> what a way to start a show. Oh, man. That was Shadrach Meshach. Uh, what's his last name? Oh, golly, I should have known it. Oh, I should have known it. Where is his name? S.M. Where did I write it? Oh, I'm unprepared. Oh, geez. Lockridge. That's right. S.M. Lockridge. Dr. S.M. Lockridge. He was a retired Baptist pastor, and he was spotted in the audience at the beginning of a Baptist convention. The organizer of the convention asked him to come up to the stage and open in prayer. What followed was a stunning description of what God means to Dr. Lockridge. And you just heard it. Oh, man, I'm telling you, every time I listen to that, it just brings goosebumps because he is so good at describing the un or the indescribable. So, uh, hey, how's it going? I'm Steve Webb. I am your host. This is LifeSpring, and LifeSpring is about sharing with you, sharing with the listener uh, who Jesus is and what he can do for us. And I am so pleased to be with you today. It has been a while again, but uh, as I said to you before, life has a way of just flat out uh, intervening in the plans of men. About uh, two and a half, three weeks ago, I was getting ready to, well, let's see, I, I was getting ready to upload a brand new LifeSpring Sunday, which is the recording of the sermon at my church, which is also called LifeSpring. And uh, I got a phone call from my parents' neighbor, who is a registered nurse. And she called me and said that, uh, Steve, I hate to tell you this, but it looks as if your dad has had a stroke. And your mom is on the way to the hospital with him in the ambulance. She wrote along, nothing wrong with mom, other than what we've talked about before, just to uh, uh, bring up to date on that. She has early stages of Alzheimer's. And she's been caring for dad. Uh, he's been pretty much bedridden for the past year or so. I mean, he's able to get up and shuffle a little bit, but uh, he, he just wasn't doing that very much. But uh, so anyway, yeah, he had a stroke. And it was described after the doctors looked at him. Uh, the, the next day, the doctor said it was a massive stroke. It uh, pretty much deprived him of the use of his right side, deprived him of the characteristic of speech and let's see he was unable to swallow lost that 
and he was uh, pretty much out of it for a few days, several days. He is he is on the mend, but uh, it's 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 difficult. Uh, Dad has never been one that did rehab very well. He had shoulder surgery. He was a bricklayer and uh, just wore out his shoulders. And uh, when he had his shoulder surgery at about 70, 75 years old, he's now 81, 82. He'll be 82 this month. Uh, Anyway, when he had that shoulder surgery, he was just not willing to do the rehab and get the strength back in the shoulder. He's he's a bit of a baby when it comes to that. I mean, when when he was healthy, he was just tough as nails. He was uh, just strong and tough and everything else. But now that he's old and feeble, he's not getting along so well. And uh, because my mom does have early stages of Alzheimer's, we've had to go over there oh, well, about every other day since then. And uh, uh, it's just taken a lot out of us. Uh, I got to be honest, it's, it's been tough. And so, you know, between, yeah, I mean, you know, that (laughs) I still have to try to make a living, which, uh, you know, is a challenge in this economy with the business that I'm in. Leanne is uh, taking on more hours at work. We still have to be loving to each other and loving parents. And so (laughs) what can I say? It's, It's beginning to sound like a broken record, which is one of the reasons why I haven't done the shows. I mean, it's uh, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record to you. So I figure if I come to you every week and I say the same thing, you're going to go away. <laughs> I think I would. But, you know, this this show has always been about being transparent and letting you know where I'm at. And so that's where I'm at. But I do have some really good stuff for you today, other than uh, Dr. S.M. Lockridge. I've got to lock that name in my head. I should have done that ahead of time got some good stuff. I really do. We're going to be talking about perseverance today. But before we get into that, I do want to talk to you about the uh, brand new version of Carbonite. Carbonite for Mac. I'm sitting here working on my my Mac and I am just so pleased (laughs) to be able to say that Carbonite is now available for this, this wonderful machine that we call a Macintosh computer. Now Mac users can enjoy the very same simple, reliable, and affordable backup solution as PC users. You can protect your Mac files with unlimited backup space for only $54.95 a year. Yeah, that's a little bit of an increase. It's a $5 increase. Now both Mac and PC are uh, subject to the new rate, so it's not like they're picking on us Mac users. But uh, I say us Mac users. I I still have my Windows machine, and I still use it occasionally. But, uh, you know, that has its issues, too. <laughs> Sometimes it acts like it, like it's had a stroke. But anyway, uh, let's continue here with the uh, talking about Carbonite. If you have not used Carbonite before, you are going to love how easy it is. Unlike any other backup methods, with Carbonite, you just set it and forget it. The Carbonite application runs quietly and unobtrusively in the background automatically backing up important emails, documents, photos, and any other irreplaceable files that you just don't want to be without. Carbonite, like I said, is just $54.95 a year. And when you go to backup.lifespringmedia.com and click on the link that you'll find there for Carbonite, you'll get 15 days absolutely free. Now, listen, we all, we're all grown-ups here, right? To be honest, I think you know that you can get the same free trial without first going to my website. But here's the deal. You're really going to be helping me out if you do first go to backup.lifespringmedia.com and click on the Carbonite link there because then I get a little commission when you buy the product and it helps to pay the bills here at the LifeSpring Studios, which is really just a (laughs) converted bedroom in my house. We rely on the support that you guys give to the advertisers on the show. And uh, listen, I really honestly believe in Carbonite. I've been using, I've been a Carbonite customer for over two years on my Windows machine. So there you go. Carbonite. I want to thank Carbonite for being a sponsor of LifeSpring Media, and we've talked about them long enough. Because of everything that's been going on with my parents and with work, and, oh, 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 I do have to share one one good thing before I get into that. My son, Matthew, my oldest boy, who is, uh, let's see, he's going to be, what, what, this is 19, or this is 2009, and he will, he was born in 82, so he's going to be 27 this, this, this September. He, he's getting married in August, and I am so pleased. 
His fiance's name is Marina. Marina is beautiful. She is smart. She is easy to talk to. She is motivated. She has energy. She is full of life. She loves the Lord. She's going to be a kindergarten teacher when she gets out of school. Both she and Matt are working full-time. Well, Matt's working full-time and going to school part-time, and Marina is just the opposite. But uh, I, I I, I just couldn't be happier. Um, when it's okay, when I've got an okay, I will post a, a, a picture of the happy couple on the website at lifespringmedia.com. But, uh, I, I just wanted to say that not everything is, uh, <laughs> is all stinky in the life of Steve. I'm very happy for Matthew and Marina. And so there you go. But anyway, we do with everything else that's going on I've, and I've got things at church and on and on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is, I know that I'm not the only one in this situation because the world situation right now is just a mess. And so, you know, we can choose to wallow around in it or we can take the biblical approach and we can persevere and we can have faith that God is going to get us through. We can have faith that whatever comes our way, God will give us the strength to persevere. And what I did tonight is go through and just pull a bunch of scriptures out that are encouraging to me, and I would like to encourage you as well. And if if you are in a situation where you need encouragement, I pray that this is something that will help you as you listen to some of these scriptures. In Genesis 32, 24 through 26, it says, So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And it says a man, but it was an angel. And there are those that believe that it was a a manifestation of uh, Jesus before his birth. As we know, Jesus is eternal. His birth, uh, 2,000 and approximately nine years ago, was his coming to the earth as a human being to be the savior of the world. But there are... um, occasions in the Old Testament where uh, many many scholars believe that he uh, came to earth as an angel or as uh, as a manifestation of a, of a human. And in this case, it says a man wrestled with Jacob until daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, I'm continuing to read here, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. And then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And sometimes we need to be that way with God. That is that is the point of that scripture. We need to to grab on to God sometimes and hang on for dear life and say, Lord, I am not going to let go until you bless me. God, I'm struggling right now. God, I need you. God, finances are in, in, in the toilet right now. God, health in, in the family has, has gone to pot. God, I need you to bless me. And I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to stop knocking on your door. I'm not going to go away, Lord. I need your blessing. And in this case, Jacob was blessed. And God will bless us. There are, in the New Testament, there's a scripture, and I think we're going to be getting to it in a little while, but it, it talks about the fact that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that's what, that's what Jacob was doing here. He was, he was literally physically wrestling with this, quote unquote, this man, this angel. But we need to sometimes do that with God and just hold on and, if, and, and, and fervently pray to God and say, God, don't forget me. I'm here. I need you, Lord. In First Chronicles 16.11, it says, Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Pursue him. Know that he's there. Now you say, Steve, why does he make us do that? We, God knows what we need. And so why is it necessary that we should have to wrestle with God? Why is it necessary that we need to fervently bang on his door until he answers? Well, we'll, be, we'll get to that. It's not the, you know, some people think that God is just this, uh, this masochist or this sadist in heaven where he sits and he just loves to watch us twist in the wind. And no, that's not it. Well, we'll get to it. But we're told why 
We go through this sometimes. Let's continue. In Psalms 37, chapter, chapter 37, verse 24, it says, Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The righteous man may stumble, but he won't fall. You know, I gotta, I'm going to be just 100% honest with you right here. Today was a day that, that, man, I felt like I was just on my face. Um, I said that I've been having some issues at church, and it has to do with, uh, <laughs> as is often the case, uh, with humans. Uh, there was, and I'm not going to name any names, but there was a situation where I, I'm the tech guy at church. I am the guy that, that runs the, the video. I'm the guy that, that you know, puts the, the lyrics up on the screen. I'm the guy that operates the camera and blah, blah, blah. Well, they got a new camera at church, and uh, the, uh, before the camera was purchased, I, it was, I, I suggested that, look, go ahead and get your information from this guy that you're talking to, but please talk to me before you make the purchase, because I'd like to have some input. Um, I, I know a little bit about what I'm doing back here, and uh, for one reason or another, uh, they didn't get my input, and so I went in a, two three weeks ago, and... Um, I had to deal with something that that what is not ideally suited for what we're using it for, and uh, so there, there, there's some struggle there. And I, I talked to one of the people today about it at church, and um, it was just some of the conversation kind of kind of. Uh, took the wind out of my sails, let me say, and I've been struggling with that today, in addition to all the other stuff that I have previously talked to you about already on the show. And I'm going like, you know, Lord, um, <laughs> I need your encouragement today. And uh, so, I yeah, I sort of stumbled today, but um, I trust in God that he will not let me fall. And sometimes we just need to hang on to that. In Matthew twenty four thirteen, it says, "He who stands firm to the end will be saved." And yeah, sometimes that it, you're just holding on by the skin of your teeth. But we are told here that we will be saved, and He will not let us go. John six thirty seven. All that the Father gives me, this is Jesus talking. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. You know, Jesus is, uh, is our best, best, best friend. Yes, he's our Savior. Yes, he's God. Yes, he is the, the one who literally holds the universe together. But he's our best friend. He's closer than a brother. And he is not going to drive us away. And um, I am so happy to know that. Uh, he continues, he says, and this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at that last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at that last day. You know, sometimes we think when we are in the midst of troubles that, you know, I just want to have happiness again. God, save me from this. Take me out of this uncomfortable situation. Uh, you know, whatever it is. And <laughs> I got to tell you, our comfort and our happiness is not God's number one priority. Did you know that? <laughs> God's number one priority is to bring us to maturity. God's number one priority is to mold us into the person that he wants us to be. And that person looks an awful lot like, um, well, it looks a lot, an awful lot like Jesus in, not in our abilities. I mean, you know, we're never going to be gods. We're never going to be like God, but we are going to be like him in that we are loving and forgiving and that we are, have, you know, perfect faith and, and like that. And that takes a lifetime <laughs> to, to achieve. Uh, we humans have a tendency to uh, um, learn a lesson, uh, but then forget it. Or we learn how to take a little baby step, and then God says, okay, now let's take a little bit bigger step. And now instead of a baby step, let's walk. And now instead of walk, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's run. And now instead of run, let's sprint. And now instead of sprint, let's do a long endurance run. 
And he makes us stronger and stronger and stronger. But the only way that that happens, my brothers and my sisters, (laughs) is to stretch and to tax the muscles of faith. And so that's what happens sometimes. In John 8, 31, it says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, sometimes, no matter what we feel like, we have to, as Jesus said there, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. We have to, no matter what it feels like, we have to decide in faith to hold to that which we know is true. And what we know is true, one of the things is that God never changes and that God is working out who we are. And we have to hold on to that no matter what it feels like. In John ten twenty eight, he says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Uh, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Even when we reach... Uh, just a crescendo of frustration or despair when we feel like we are at the end of our rope. Sometimes we can, our anger can make us lash out at those around us and even lash out at God. And sometimes we can say things to people that we don't mean. We can say things to God that we don't mean. And, uh, you know, (laughs) some people, especially in the older days, you know, I just lost my salvation today. And, and I don't believe number one, that that can happen. Now I know some of you believe that, that we can lose our salvation and that we need to go back and get saved again. I personally don't believe that. Continuing with our discussion on perseverance, this is an important one here, and it's one that has meant a lot to me over the last few months and, well, nearly a year because uh, uh, the business that we're in, we're kind of like the uh, the canary in the, that the miners used to have. Uh, you know, when they'd go down into the into the mine, if their canaries died, that was an early warning system that there were bad things happening in the atmosphere down there and they better get out. There were gases, there were poisonous gases that were filling the mine and the canary uh, would die. Well, the business that we were in, uh, has, that we are in sort of kind of still is, uh, I think, like a canary in the mine in that our business started failing really almost a year ago. Um, we do work for... Uh, car dealerships, and everybody knows how bad the car dealers are doing right now. And uh, so we had an early warning that something was wrong with the economy. So as the problems began to sprout up, uh, those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that the frequency of shows has tapered off somewhat. And the reason for that is it's been difficult to put together shows when I'm not feeling, and this is a failing of mine, when I'm not feeling um, like I can come to you and encourage you because I'm so discouraged. <laughs> and I've wondered, God, is, is it time to quit? I've wondered that. Now, now, this is the important thing right here, this scripture right here, Romans eleven twenty nine. for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. God is not going to take his call away from me. And I'm not going to give up on God. And so, you know what? I'm going to keep doing these shows. And I hope you listen. And I hope you stick around. I hope that what I have to say, even when I'm here, even though it's not as often, I hope that you're getting something out of it and that you're encouraged as you hear me. I mean, I'm sitting here and I've I've told you I've struggled all day long, but this lifts me up and I'm hoping to lift you up. As we go through these scriptures and I'm, I'm <laughs> at this point right now behind the microphone, I'm feeling great. First Corinthians 1558 says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And how encouraging is that? You know, this is a labor of love to the Lord and to you. And I know that this labor is not in vain because I hear from some of you on a pretty consistent basis. Some of you not so consistent and some of you I've never heard from at all. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you, but I know that God is bringing good things from what is happening here. Not because of me, not because of Steve. I've, I mean, I'm a weak, weak vessel. I am a jar of clay. 
But because of God's goodness and his grace, he takes these feeble efforts of mine and my labor is not in vain. And so, you know, because his call is irrevocable, because my labor for him is not in vain, I'm going to keep doing this. And there, you know, the the show frequency is going to increase sometimes and it's going to decrease sometimes. It depends upon what's going on. Uh, we're having to take over the finances for my parents because my mom called the other day and said she just has, has gotten so far behind in everything, taxes and everything else. So, you know, I'm putting in uh, a few more than 40 hours a week in everything that I'm doing. But that's okay. I, I hope that it's okay with you. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And that is what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit has been set in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And, you know, my friends, I know that I know that I know that I have the Holy Spirit. I feel his presence. He speaks to me, not in an audible voice, but unmistakably. And that gives me the hope, that gives me the assurance that even when I am going through it, it's okay. God is still on the throne, as I've said many times, and he is sovereign and he is good. And also in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And, uh, my friends, that's what we need to do. We need to just not become weary in doing good because we have the absolute faith that the time is coming when God will lift us up, will hold us in his arms and say, well done, good and faithful servant. I can't wait. That is going to be such a happy time to hear him say those words. Philippians 1, 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. See, he is beginning. He is doing a work in each one of us. He is forming us to become that person that he wants us to be. And what he has begun, he will finish. God does everything well. God does everything right. God never fails. God is a God of perfection and one of the, the 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 definitions of perfection is completion god is a god that completes things he never leaves anything half done and so i'm a project and so are you and <laughs> that's good to know that he is working on me and that he's working on you and don't give up hang in there hebrews 10:23 says let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess For he who promised is faithful. Jumping to chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let me stop right there. Let me, you know, that's something that I haven't mentioned yet. Let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Listen, there are some times where we get, um, well, we'll be getting to this in a minute, but sin can enter the life of the believer. <gasps> Shock. I never knew that. Of course you did. Because you sin and you're a believer, right? If you're not a believer, I, I really, really would encourage you to make that change today to become a believer. Um, listen, you know, if you think that Christians are professing that everything is always okay, you know, you may go to church and see everybody with their plastic smiles on and you say, these people are not real. Hey, you know, listen, nothing is getting more real than what I'm getting today. Um, yeah, I'm not putting on the happy smile. I'm not, I'm not putting on a plastic face here. Uh, you're here in the way it is. Christians struggle. Christians sometimes, uh, you know, get down in the dumps. Christians sometimes deal with depression. 
Uh, and you know what else? Christians sometimes sin. And sin can affect so many things in your life. And if you're feeling uh, separated from God, if you're feeling like God is not listening, if you're feeling like, you know, your, your, your prayers go as far as the ceiling, and then that's, that's it. Uh, if there's sin in your life, you're probably right. God is not listening. God will not, or God is not um, um, obligated to hear you if you're not listening to him when he says, don't do that. Okay, so sin can easily beset us. It can entangle us. It can harm our relationship with God. And that doesn't mean that we lose our salvation. What that means is God loves us enough that he's going to choose to turn his back on us until we fall back into line. He's going to discipline us, and we'll get to that in a minute. Just, just a couple of seconds. So if there's sin in your life, if there's unconfessed sin in your life, you're not going to go anywhere with God until you deal with that, especially as a believer. Uh, as a non-believer, you know, yeah, you need to get rid of that sin, but you're in worse shape than a Christian who's sinning. In that, you have no hope. And the best thing that you could do is to ask Jesus to, to become your savior and to cleanse you of the sin and to accept that free gift that he offers you. You know that you've already messed up your life pretty bad. Well, he can help you to put it back together again. Is it going to be perfect? Is life going to be without pain? No, but he will, will he help you get through it? Will he make you a better person? Will he uh, bring you to the point that he wants you to be? Absolutely. So let's continue here. Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out before us. Continuing now, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus did that for us. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Think about what, what that verse said was, think about what Jesus went through. He subjected himself to sinful men. Consider that he did that for you and he did that for me. And if he was able to do that, then let us not grow weary and lose heart. If he would do that for me, then how can I say, you know what, I'm feeling bad. I, you know, they were mean to me. <laughs> or, you know, I'm having a hard time paying the bills and so I, I'm just going to give up. No. Jesus subjected himself to horrible torture and death. And, and I haven't been subjected to anything like that. So I, I can't lose heart. Continuing here, verse four, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. He shed his blood. And so if we're struggling with sin, you know, it, it's, it's a matter of decision and it's a matter of saying, Jesus paid the price for me and I'm not going to make his work worthless. Continuing. Verse 5. And you have forgotten that word of encouragement that, in, that addresses you as sons, where he said, quote, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons, for what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best, but... God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. So, you see, there is a reason sometimes that discipline comes into our life 
as a result of sin. The reason is that God, as a loving Father, is disciplining us. Now, there are two different ways that we can look at that discipline. Sometimes when you say, well, I had to discipline my son, what that means is I had to take him out behind the woodshed (laughs) and spank his rear end, yeah? But then another thing is to bring discipline into his life, to bring um, structure, to bring the, uh, the, the mental ability to stick to something. That's another kind of discipline as well. And we know that part of resisting sin is discipline. You say, you look at the sin and you say, no, I am choosing not to do that. I am disciplining my will to say no to that. And so there's two kinds of discipline that God brings us. Sometimes he brings punishment and it hurts. But as a result of that discipline... He's bringing the other kind of discipline into our life as well, hopefully. And that's why it's said there in that second to the last verse, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You know, you can, you can choose not to be trained, but that is a choice as well. You can choose to be rebellious. What that's going to do, though, is bring more of that unpleasant kind of discipline, I think, because God loves us. With my own children, I've got three kids. I've got Matthew, 26, he's out of the house. Stephen, who is 17, soon to be out of the house. And the youngest is uh, Timothy, who is, uh, what, 14 now? Or is he 15? I've forgotten now. I guess he's 15? Yeah, 15. So, you know, the younger they are, the more disciplined sometimes, the, the unpleasant kind of discipline they need. And uh, sometimes all of the boys have chosen to be rebellious. They've never been, you know, quote unquote, bad kids. But everybody goes through through rebellion. I did. You probably did. And the more rebellion, the more discipline, the more punishment. And until you uh, decide, you know what, I'm going to take the training on here because it's easier than the rebellion. So we're going to finish off with this finish off this portion of the show anyway. I've got a little bit more to talk to you about, but listen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal, listen, eternal encouragement and good hope, Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. It is God who brings strength and encouragement, and it is his good word that should bring us that encouragement. So be encouraged. Know that God loves you. Know that God is is working a good thing in you, and he's not going to stop until it's complete. And that's so reassuring to me and I hope it is to you okay and now another thing that has been kind of weighing on my mind recently is uh, just the situation that's going on in our political world uh, I got this in in my email today, and this is from LibertyAction.org. And the headline was, Obama Judge Okays Allah and Not Jesus. President Obama's first judicial nominee, by the, this guy by the name of David Hamilton, is a former ACLU attorney who, as a federal trial judge, issued a court ruling that said no to Jesus and yes to Allah. Allah, of course, is the Muslim version of God. And Allah is not just another name for the same God that believers, that Christian believers put their faith in. He is an entirely different being. He is not the God of the Bible. And uh, so 
Listen to this story. In 2005, this former ACLU activist ordered the Speaker of the Indiana House to immediately stop, quote-unquote, sectarian prayers at the opening of the legislative session. Specifically, Hamilton ruled that prayers, quote, using Christ's name or title, unquote, were sectarian and therefore unconstitutional. To make matters worse, in a post-judgment motion for this same case, Hamilton ruled that prayers said to Allah were acceptable. So, according to Obama's first judicial nominee, prayers to Jesus are unconstitutional, but prayers to Allah are just fine. Listen, my friends, um, I am so concerned about what is happening in Washington, what is happening with the United States government and the decisions that are being made, not just by the president, but by the the Congress. I got to say that most of it is President Obama. Uh, yesterday, as I'm recording it, it was yesterday that he um, basically went in and fired the CEO of GM. Uh, he has no constitutional right to do that. Uh, the government has no constitutional right to go in and take over any private industry. They don't have that right. It's not in the Constitution. Um, right now, we seem to be operating with no checks and balances. And that is very concerning to me. And it should be concerning to you as well. And especially when we look now at, the, at this judicial nominee, David Hamilton, who is so anti-Christian. He says that it is unconstitutional to use Christ's name, and it's not. The separation of church and state, what that's talking about, what's unconstitutional is for the state to dictate a specific religion. But it is okay to talk about Jesus. It is okay. It's even okay to talk about Allah. Okay? Uh, he's not a God that I believe in, obviously. But to kick Jesus out and allow Allah in is, oh, buddy, we're going down a bad road there. And so there's a lot of things happening in the political realm that have been, you know, really weighing heavy on my heart as well. Now, I happen to believe that we are getting close to the end times. I'm not setting a date, and I'm not saying that it, it is for sure, but I'm looking at the signs, and <laughs> it's looking... It's looking like things are getting close, but I'm, you know, I'm not going off the deep end, but just be prepared. Jesus told us to be prepared. Jesus said, look for the signs, be prepared. Now, I, I did start a brand new show last week with my friend, Brian Duncan, and the name of the show is Life Out of Step. And what I want to do, it's, it's about a three to five minute show each week. Uh, the first one was put up last week. I've get a, got to get a new episode up this week. And I will do that most likely tomorrow as I'm, well, let's see, tomorrow is almost here as I'm recording. It's uh, two and a half minutes to 12. So I'll be getting it up sometime tomorrow, like maybe eight, nine hours from now. But uh, uh, by the time you get it, the other show might even be up by the time you get this show. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you the first show right now so you can hear what we're doing with Life Out of Step. This is Life Out of Step. Portions of the Brian Duncan Radio Show known as Radio Rehab. Yeah, we're doing this. This is I'm Brian Duncan, by the way. We're doing this because no matter what else you believe, mistakes happen, wrong choices are commonplace, and God is not surprised by the stuff you do or say. I'm Steve Webb. Welcome to show number one. On today's show, Brian and I are going to talk to you just a little bit about what Radio Rehab is, and he's going to talk about the very first episode that we'll be bringing to you. Yeah, we're going to take segments of uh, the Road to Redemption Radio Rehab online. Uh, it's mostly the smart aleck stuff. There's a little rant in every show. Um, basically, we give you uh, tools to work with in recovery. Uh, but my favorite part is the whininess in the middle where, you know, I'm filling in for your complaints. Tell me, what is Road to Redemption? What is Radio Rehab? What's the whole idea behind it, Brian? Radio Rehab is a, a program of encouragement for people in recovery. I do not 
choose to define what your addictions are or what you struggle with and hurts and habits and hang-ups. But I believe that recovery eventually is for everyone. Sooner or later, you're going to find something that's bigger than you are that you can't get around. Um, That's why we're offering this show, and that's what Radio Rehab is all about, providing music and commentary for those in recovery. You mean you can't get it together on your own? Well, I used to think so, uh, until a couple of people pointed out that, you know, I was in a deeper hole than anyone they knew. (laughs) Okay. So that's how the whole thing got started. Yeah, so what we're going to do is take a couple of segments. Um, Each radio show online at RadioRehab.com has a section called Life Out of Step, and it's uh, it's mostly the complainy part, uh, followed by a Dear God uh, prayer. so we're going to have to explain with each show. We'll explain what show we're, uh, what subject we're talking about in that particular show, so that the life out of step uh, is understood as the wrong thing to do. So what are we doing today? So we're just going to, you know, basically be talking about uh, the responsibilities of reasonable happiness. Well, who who figured that there would have to be responsibilities to be happy? But apparently there are some. Reasonable happiness. Talk about that. What What do you mean reasonable? I want to be bubbling over all the time. Yeah, that doesn't work. I, I, I'm I'm 56 now, and I've uh, I, I I was in pursuit of off the map happiness. But when you fo- if that's your primary focus, eventually you just absolutely make a wreck of your life. Uh, the recovery uh, serenity prayer in the recovery books talk about um, uh, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life. And I'm going reasonably happy, uh, probably sounds a little anticlimactic, but um, over the long haul of your life and the highs and lows of things, reasonable happiness is an acceptable outcome. Right on. Okay, so you just can't go chasing that happy, happy, high, high all the time. Well, happiness is always a peripheral thing, too. too. You you know, as soon as you chase it, it's going to, you know, skirt the issue and you're going to be chasing everything else. It, it's something that comes alongside of, of efforts done in another direction, that's all. Okay. Well, I think it's time to get into the segment now. Yeah, the responsibilities of happiness, and this first one is called, I'm responsible, if I want to be reasonably happy, to not act out of obligation. Let's take a listen. And if you're having trouble communicating, well, I think you're ready for life out of step I pretty much know what I think I need I feel pretty good about that too until I run into you expressing your real needs and feelings sometimes I think I need you to not express yourself for so long because you need to hear my needs I'm hoping for world domination of course or at least universal acceptance I just need you to hear me, that's all. And like what I'm telling you to do for me. I don't say that stuff out loud because it sounds kind of pathetic. Keeping silent is not the only reason my needs aren't getting met. I have to whittle down my list a lot when it comes to real needs. Good news is, if I don't get my needs met... I don't have any problem expressing my feelings about it. And that never seems to go over well. Wonder why. I might have to adjust the volume on my expressions. But to be reasonably happy, I have to give expression to what's in my head. Well, there's a lot of ways to communicate that. But choosing non-violent, non-threatening words and a confident tone of voice? Well, that makes it even harder. I tend to wait till my desires and feelings have backed up like a trailer house toilet. You just know there's going to be an explosion, and it ain't going to smell good. I think most of the raised voice conversations that I've ever had come from people expressing their real needs and feelings. It just doesn't feel effective to say it in a reasonable tone of voice. Dear God, help me find the best way to express myself, knowing that no one but you can meet all my real needs or understand all my feelings. 
Help me find grace in my expression and confidence in the communication so that I may be reasonably happy. Amen. You've been listening to Life Out of Step, a segment of Radio Rehab. If you enjoyed that portion, you'll probably enjoy the music and commentary at RadioRehab.com. Go there anytime. It's there 24-7. And this is Life Out of Step at LifeOutofStep.com. Radio Rehab is a nonprofit corporation, and you can make donations at LifeOutofStep.com. We've got a PayPal link right there for you. That's all I have. <laughs> Send me some money. Uh, we're not spending it on our motorcycle. Trust me. Uh, all, uh, all proceeds go to cover the shows and the production of such. And eventually, uh, perhaps we'll get everybody to hear this. There we go. All right. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. This has been show number one of Life Out of Step. Hope you enjoyed it. And check out uh, RadioRehab.com for the entire shows that Brian has done. Good stuff. I promise you, super music, fantastic music, and uh, more of that smart aleck stuff from Mr. (laughs) Brian Duncan. God bless you. Life Out of Step Out... Life Out of Step Outtakes. Give me some music. We'll have something going. You can start it off with Life Out of Step. Now we got to go back to the beginning. And it's life out of step. He's got to have the same thing every time. Hey, this is life out of step. Yes, oh, we're not supposed to say that. No, 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 that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. And it's life out of step. Okay. I brought to you because... Let me start over. And so check it out at lifeoutofstep.com and uh, get subscribed over there. I think you really enjoy it. Tell your friends, especially if you know people that uh, are in recovery of, of any kind, whether it's a drug addiction or, or what have you. Uh, it's, it's a great show. And you know what? Like Brian said, I think in this show here, the sooner or later, everybody has to recover from something. <laughs> so it's a good show for all of us. So I think what I'm going to do is get out of here right now. We're coming up on, uh, what, almost an hour, so I've talked long enough. Um, you know, I talk more doing these shows than I talk any other time of the day. I never just run my head for an hour at a time <laughs> when I'm just uh, living my normal life. But there's so much to get packed in. And uh, so, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of my day today. Uh, write to me, would you? Write to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or even better, call our toll-free comment line at 877-433-9091. Check out all the shows at lifespringmedia.com. we got a bunch of them, and, uh, and we're going to be up- updating them on a you know, semi-consistent basis somehow, some way, if God <laughs> allows. Uh, but check them out. Uh, each show is uh, created with love and concern. We do have a daily show that we put out every single day called the LifeSpring Family Bible. We are reading through the Bible in a year. And so, yeah, that's out there every single day, 350 days a year. We take a little bit of a break at the end of the year uh, and the beginning of the year. But uh, check that out. If you have never read through the Bible, that's that's a good way to do it. So check that out at LifeSpringMedia.com. The, the, the name of the show is the LifeSpring Family Bible. Thanks to Covenant Eyes and thanks to Carbonite for helping to sponsor the show. And thank you to the uh, to those listeners out there, you know who you are, who uh, give us uh, support every single month. And y- you have to know, and I'm telling you right now again, how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, and I thank you so much for hanging in there with me. Uh, you'll never know how encouraging that is to me. Um, if you would like to... Um, participate in the support of the show uh, you can check that out at lifespringmedia.com too there's a link on the right hand sidebar you can find it you're smart people and um, i would love to hear from you that way as well hey one other thing in the uh, when you go to the itunes podcast directory and you look at the lifespring or any of the other shows you'll see that there is a button there by the subscribe button that says tell a friend 
And that would be so cool if you enjoy the shows to tell a friend about any of the LifeSpring shows. And uh, we will certainly, certainly appreciate that. So until next time, may God bless you richly. May he shine on you. May your face be lifted up by his encouragement. May you be um, strengthened and may your heart have peace as God blesses you today. Thank you so much for being a part of my day. My name is Steve Webb. God bless you. The LifeSpring Media family of programs are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.